Welcome to Encounter. This is a podcast and radio show where we seek to encounter Christ, culture, and community. In this week's episode, we delve into a topic, a subtopic of prayer. What did Paul mean when he said to pray without ceasing? So we put the verse in the chapter, the chapter in the book, in the book, in the greater book called the Bible. During this conversation, we take our time to try to understand the posture of prayer, how to align ourselves with the will of the Father, and talk about a healthy prayer life and what that looks like through the lens of the Holy Scriptures. So we thank you for listening. We pray that this episode on prayer boosts your prayer life, intensifies your relationship with Jesus Christ. We are starting this episode with toddler theology, so enjoy some theology from my daughter, Addison Prime. All right, say that one more time. What have you been learning in Sunday school? Dad knows how much we see him, but Dad knows how much we see him, and he loves us. All right, who is who is God? God helped us in the in the faithfulness in the heart. Oh, nice. What did Jesus do for us? He helped us, and he helped us when our tears fell down. Did he die on the cross? Yes. And then what? Well, the dead. And who did he do that for? Jesus. And who does he love? His heart. He loves his heart and? Yeah. Him, you, cutie. Who was your favorite Sunday school teacher? Miss <laughs> Maddie. Miss Maddie. All right. Um, who's your favorite person in the Bible? Jesus. Oh, that's a good answer. Uh, what's your favorite song that you sing in church? Na, 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 na. What's that song called? Nice. Deep theology in these songs. Um, how about what's your favorite song we sing in the church where Uncle Vince sings? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Um, okay. What's your favorite game that you play at church? Uh, Freeze Dance. Freeze dance? Uh, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds cool. What do you do? Um, we stop and we listen to what this, what it says. Okay. All right, honey. We're going to pray for tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. Ready? Close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Dear God, thank you for the beautiful day. I mean, thank you for the beautiful night. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. So we are digging into what we thought of a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, two episodes ago, when we uh, talked about praying without ceasing and what that verse meant. And uh, I know that a couple weeks ago, Joe sent me a clip on Instagram of a guy explaining uh, his take or his understanding of that verse with Paul and what he meant by it. And it was thought-provoking. And uh, so we want to take this episode to talk about prayer and um, I had an energy drink, so I'm ready to go. I had um, a nap. I'm also ready to go. It's like, yeah, actually have energy for once. So we uh, have a loose structure for this. We've all prepared independently as typically we try to have one doc and add to it. And this one, um, Cole has none, but we, Cole, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> no, uh, 
Joe and I prepared kind of different angles for this and understandings of the scripture and um, prayer in general. So a lot of these things, and we're coming up on 100 episodes of this podcast, you're going to hear us be repetitive, and that's okay. Um, we're probably more annoying to each other than, than um, we're annoying you, because I doubt you've sat there and listened to all of them and noticed patterns and the things we say, but I know all of my favorite pastors and preachers, like I can almost anticipate what they're going to say next, just because you, you know how their brain works. And I mean, how many episodes of you listen to Ben Shapiro, do you know he's going to use this analogy and mm -hmm. this argument? Um, so as we go through, you're going to hear a lot of repeated things that God's been teaching us throughout years, the years on prayer. And um, so have some grace. And if you hear truth twice, you'll be okay. Um, so where do you want to start, Joe? What are we, what are we starting with? Praying without ceasing. <sighs> Uh, well, I don't know, the verse. Uh, Usually a good place to start, the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the verse itself, which is, well, you know, we say never to do that, but this is just the verse itself. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God of Christ Jesus for you. Um, so pray without ceasing. What do you, how did... So, what, what, yeah. So here's the, the problem is you hear praying without ceasing. You hear in that same phrase, rejoice always. Mm -hmm. Those are very absolute, permanent. What would the part of speech be there? Herbs? Declarative? Pray without ceasing. Yeah, I guess declarative, but um, the without, anyway. I'm anyway, not an English major, the phrase. so I, I don't. So with... That phrase, it, it seems to come across as something that's impossible and that could stump or cause anxiety or cause a new believer to be, I can't do that. What is this asking of me? And so putting it into context to understand what Paul is saying when he says that and using other scriptures to kind of help paint that picture. And I think what comes from this conversation will be an understanding of prayer and a deeper understanding of how to interpret the Bible and how it can't be always word for word, literally, um, because things like this are almost either exaggerations or um, metaphors or hyperboles uh, to emphasize a certain uh, point. But I can say I've definitely taken this, like literally reading through it before. I'm like, oh, all right, well, now it's time to just be praying mm -hmm. and never stop and always be praying. And it's like, okay, this is exhausting. Yeah. Like, yeah, exhausting. And, and then, so the biggest questions like, what does it mean to pray? Mm -hmm. um, what does it mean to never cease doing it? And then what does it mean in that same verse, you see always rejoicing. So does that mean, like, if you have to, if you have to do two things permanently forever, you have a disorder. I mean, you can't you can't do <laughs> yeah. two things at once. Yeah. Uh, all, I mean, also, there even this isn't a time thing here, but it says in everything give thanks. So that's not a time thing, like always, but... But as things come up, if you're in everything that comes yeah. up, you should be thankful for. Mm -hmm. So, um, so they clearly don't things. mean what they literally mean. Yeah. Um, taken obviously, and you know. So inside of this paradox, where do we find truth about God? You know, that's that's where we are tonight. Correct. Right. All right. So here we go. So I'll, here's my first. This is my first thought on this. Um, so. Prayer as it relates to being heavenly minded through everything and not anxious. So some other cross references to throw in there. And these are going to be really common Bible verses that I'm not going to give a ton of context because I don't believe that it's needed. Um, but 
one thing I've been working through for the past few years since I've had kids, my generalized anxiety kind of bumped up a little bit. So I've read books like Anxious for Nothing by Max Lucado and um, other secular uh, books on anxiety. And uh, the verse that's always anchored all of the Christian texts are when Paul writes into the, Philipp- uh, the Philippians um, or in Philippians, in everything by prayer and uh, petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He tells us to stop being anxious and instead... Um, do that. And then he taught the believers at um, in Colossians to devote themselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And then we also see in Colossians 3 um, that we should set our hearts on things above, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is not hidden with Christ. So prayer as it relates to the context of what we're talking about is in one respect, keeping your eyes on things that are eternal and permanent. And um, praying in this context, if it's not always happening, it's what I would call, and I'll come back to this phrase a bunch of times, alignment. So, yeah, okay. Um, I was going to use a similar phrase. Where are you? Just, so I, I was going to say posture. Posture. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, I love the idea of like, you're walking through life and you're just getting more tired and more tired and berated by um, not God's messages and being tainted by the world and, you know, we're in it and trying not to be of it and we start to slouch. And then the idea of prayer is straighten yourself back up again. Mm-hmm. It's like stiffening your back. It's aligning your spine with God. It's sitting up um, and keeping your th- eyes on things above, you know, one thing for bad postures to keep your eye on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, one thing for good postures to keep your head up, mm-hmm. your chin up. So if you have your eyes on things above, your posture, your alignment stays um, well, and then you also see things in the light that they are, and you communicate with God about all of those things. So if prayer is communication with God, it forces alignment and causes anxious thoughts to fade away. And if y'all were to summarize, uh, be anxious for nothing, Max Lucado's book, that would be the whole thing. It's okay. just alignment, st- straightening up, keeping your eyes on heavenly, eternal things, and then you don't have any choice but to forget the things in life that would cause you anxiety, which are only the things of this world, because there's nothing anxious about the kingdom of God or anxiety-inducing. So that would be my first point, is that I believe that the communication that comes from prayer, which needs to be constant, the prayer could just be meditating or thinking upon the things of God, which then causes alignment. Mm-hmm. And, I yeah. know, okay. and, and I know for me, when I, when I go to these prayer nights that we host at our church and when I've been to other prayer nights, the alignment happens every time, no matter how my heart is going in. If I'm, you know, kind of upset because I wanted to be taught that night and I just wanted to kind of passively hear the, the word of God in church, or if I'm going in like, man, I can't wait. Whenever I leave, I just feel like I understand the will of God more. My my posture is better. I'm aligned. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to describe it than yeah. just, I, I just feel more clear about God's will, which should be a point I bring up later. Yeah, I think uh, in, in in line in line with that, I, f- I feel like this... Um, What's the word I want to? Uh, this attaches itself to like the Father part aspect of the Trinity, where it's like you know, to, if we are sons and daughters of you know of God, then this is the as the as like a child would with their father, where it's like mm-hmm. if you're in any situation, like 
you would just a little kid would be like, well, uh, what would my dad say, or what would my dad like, what would my dad do here, or like, what would like, or just that trust that like, oh, dad's here, it's gonna be all right, or whatever. Like this to me, like uh, leads like it plays with like onto that like more so like where it's like this is, in, you know, in reference to like the father figure of this of the Trinity, mm. where it's like you have that it's a, a spirit of de- dependence yep. like, that like permeates everything that we do. So it's like. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a like a security that you have. It, yes, yeah, he's got yeah. things. Yeah, so I know that he's got things. So that I like that idea. Like, what would he do? Mm-hmm. Um, like thinking about like, oh, how did my dad do this? How did he get through this? Yeah, uh, and hearing those examples, that's good. That's a good way to look at it. And I like the the posture as well. The the yeah. idea or, or the alignment when as an like a car alignment gets out of whack, it that's starts what, like starts shifting off too. the yeah. road, and so you line it back you up. Get that one car, that one wheel on shop right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the yeah. whole thing, and the whole thing like shakes, and it's like once, yeah. The, yeah, and you just got to get it right back into. And it's really just like a, I think the way we, we did an episode on prayer before, but like I think just the way we look at prayer, where it's just like, not even in the asking, although the asking is important. That is one thing that I that I disagree with that video. That that I sent, they were just like, it's not even about like you know, asking, but uh, I mean, in many There's models of prayer, think, yeah, 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 where they do ask. I think Correct. It's yeah, and that and it's, Paul literally talks about like Paul, Philippians literally talks about like you know don't stop asking and and that's literally like chutzpah and like yeah yeah so it yeah, should be part of it prayer but not all of it right basically. but it doesn't and it doesn't always and every prayer doesn't have to have mm-hmm. that um, but some of it could be like this alignment part I think could be more just like reminding yourself who God is and who God says He is and and how He's been victorious and how you can how He is worthy to be trusted. Mm. And then moving forward from the attributes that you know about them. Back to your, Adam, your comment about the, like the prayer nights and everything. And, and it's not just that, that communication back to him, but the, the quiet and calm of listening. There's so many times during those prayer nights that it, I come in and my mind is just racing. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to pray all these things. I got to do all these things. It's like, well, wait a minute. It, it also involves a little bit of listening too. And I, I agree with you. Every single time it's, I've come out, it's like, oh, things are much more clear. I've given a lot more time because it's more mm-hmm. structured. We've talked about this before on the prayer mm-hmm. uh, episode, talking about how we, you actually need to set aside time. It's important because if not, then you're rushing from thing to thing to thing to thing, and you're not taking yeah. time to stop and listen for his will. Like, yeah, and, and I just want to, because in case mine can be can misconstrued this way, is I don't believe that prayer is solely for the person who's praying, um, but there are natural byproducts of serving yeah. God well. You know, mm-hmm. so like when we're talking about these things, it makes sense that God would bless us for having communication with him. And, and I, I, we used this two years ago when we met in Europe, uh, when you first got your house. Um, we met, the first time we met, we talked about the types of prayer. Yeah, I remember did. that. Mm-hmm. So I had the list still that I put together back then, and um, I'm going to mute this. And then um, it says... Uh, so just listen to these these 10 different types, and I'm not going to read. They're really self-explanatory with verses to back each one of them. Um, but what I noticed while I read them is that this is just how people communicate with each other. Like if you are in love with someone or like you're talking about with your father, mm-hmm. um, those are two different things. Um, you, um, you might have these types of communication with that person. So adoration, thankfulness, confession, vows, quiet reflection, Mm. Prayer for healing, so that one's definitely a, a, a divine one you'd want, unless you're like you're running to your dad and like you have a scrape or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, deliverance, intercession, transformation, and blessing. So the ten models of prayer in here, um, 
which I think what we're trying to get to the heart of uh, for this this verse explication is is like what is prayer? Because uh, I know we've done this before, but mm-hmm. it is worth pu- pulling apart. Yeah, because I think it's important to, to realize that the word there without ceasing, it actually does mean without ceasing. It's not, yeah, that's yeah. not a mistranslation. No, it yeah. is our idea of prayer that we need to get a little bit more clear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because what's the cross reference? Uh, Romans? Uh, Romans 1 9. Yeah, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the good news of his son, how without ceasing I make mention of you. So even in his prayer, he's saying, without ceasing I make yes, mention of you. Yes, I had now, that reference he, too. Right, so he's not without praying about a bunch of things. So it, it's not, he's not literally mention, mentioning the Thessalon, or sorry, here the Romans, the Romans in every single prayer that he has. Like you would never be able to mention. You never be able because I'm sure you want to pray for everybody. Like you're never going to be able to mention everybody in every time. But it is it is a atmosphere of it's like an all day every day thing where it's like you're like when you when your mind is on the heavenly things and you're thinking about them and you're like it doesn't have to be a verbal conversation with God. To make it prayer. Like, dear God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need all that. And so without ceasing is what that actually means, but I do believe it's an exaggeration for effect because like you said, he, if you take that literally, yeah, it's yeah. He, mm-hmm. without ceasing, he didn't mention, mm-hmm. he never stops mentioning mm-hmm. them, which would be super weird. Mm-hmm. You know, he's walking around. Um, like Romans, you know, he just keeps talking about him. So, um, yeah. So I, I think we hit on a couple points, but I, I you mentioned it, Joe, this creating the atmosphere or environment or relationship of dependence. So you mentioned it for the listening aspect, but when we are not only recognizing the heavenly things, not only giving God the credit for who he is and where they are, but then creating room to be dependent on him for those heavenly things. So depending on his omniscience, depending on his benevolence, depending on how good he is, um, all of those things where you can muscle your way through the day and survive, but stopping and saying, God, I, and, and uh, who cultivated this heart in me was Paul Crowley when he was, Cowley, Crowley, Cowley, Cowley when he yeah. was here, when he said that he just blows his mind how people get into cars without praying. And he just can't understand why. If you have to get from one place to the next, you have to depend on God to protect you. And he lives in a place where violence is flourishing, so it makes more sense. But he's like, you guys have spiritual warfare that I don't here. Um, and we need to, you need to pray um, every time you know you get into a car, before you travel, before you eat a meal. Like everything should be layered with prayer. It doesn't have to be a formal like, dear Heavenly Father, when you get mm-hmm. into the car. But you know, that communication on heavenly things. God, I have a mission. I'm on. I need to get to work today so I can make money to feed my family to fulfill the great commission so that I can do this, you know? Right. And yeah, the dependence on God. Right. I think our, yeah, the default mental state should be like, oh God, help. And you know, whether it be verbal or your actions or just the posture itself or the alignment, but that should just be your default. Like when, I, especially like in America, I can speak for me where it's just like, that's not mine. I can tell you that right now. Mine's, yeah. Mine's like, all right, how can I fix it? Like, how can I get out of this situation? How can I fix the situation? How can I, you know? Um, I think that's a male thing as well. Probably, yeah. I'm not fixing sure why. things. Yeah, not just fixing things, but like needing to be able to do it on your own. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing, why it trickles into that, but most men that I know struggle with being dependent on anything. Um, but I picture, again, you talk about the father analogy, but I, th- I picture like a little kid learning to ride his bike and he's got the little training wheels and the dad's like pushing him. He's like, dad, don't let go. Don't let yeah, go. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you let go, yeah. I'm going to crash. Yeah, it's like Peter won the water. Yeah. 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 As soon as he stops trusting and depending on him, he starts sinking. 
Yeah. As soon as, she, as soon as he looks away. Yeah, and I... I know we're covering a lot of the stuff we covered already, so I'll stop saying that. But it, it, we're going to hit some of the main things, or I am at least. Um, so for prayer, um, with God's will, I mean, one of the, the main prayers that, you know, my daughter's learning when she's in school right now, and the prayers that not your um, will, not my will, Father, but yours be done, when Jesus is praying in the garden, he sent me to take the, the, um, the cup because he was, um, you know, sweating bloody tears or sweating blood uh, because he didn't want to go to the cross, um, but submitting his will to the Father regardless. Um, the act of prayer, a byproduct is your will fades away. And I know for me, when I f- shy away from it and when my prayer does cease or when I take and hold my spiritual breath for too long, it's because I don't want God's will. Mm. And I'm afraid to talk to him about it. Mm. And that is it's good to recognize the fruit of when you pray without ceasing, but also the absence of fruit when you stop and the reasons why you stop. Because um, you, if you believe that God is all-powerful, then it's intimidating to align your will with this, you know? Right. And um, like Tozer said, that prayer among evangelical Christians is always in danger of degenerating into a glorified gold rush. So he is describing the general evangelical posture of prayer where you're just constantly asking for things. And when you're asking, you're not submitting um, generally. So again, talking about posture, talking about alignment. And I think for me specifically, like, all right, so last week I was talking with someone before our prayer meeting, right? Mm -hmm. And they just had a hard conversation with someone at dinner and um, they were, um, wrestling with like a big thing in their life. Right. And so he's, he's sitting there and, and he's like, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to do it. And then as we're praying half of the, the prayer, he's just sitting there crying and I was, and, and you know, I didn't bother him, but like after the, the prayer was done and we, uh, you know, stood up, he was like, I get it. Like I, I have to do something about this. And he, God literally had his time alone with his child and his child submitted to the will of the father by the end of that conversation and at least an awareness of God's will was present. And so I got to see it almost in action, like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 minutes later, right. all right, God, I see it. 10 minutes later, brought the tears. Right. No words were spoken. You know, it was complete silence. So aligning with God's will does happen. And, and I think a lot of that does, uh, again, bring up the prayer night a lot. That comes through reading the scriptures. Like you see who... God's character is and what he's, and we talk about that all the time, like what he's done in the past, how he's brought other people through situations, and that should also be in our lives as well. But, and you can see, yeah, you can basically see who he is, and it's like, all right, I might not be able to see the 10,000 foot view right now, and things are chaotic, and, and I, I can't see how I'm going to get through the situation, but I know that you are faithful, and I know that as I draw closer to you, um, oh, I'm forgetting the verse that it was, uh, draw close to me, and Sure, it was the Psalms one. I was praying. But as you draw closer to God, that like His His will is is revealed, and, and what He wants for you, and it's just like it, it can be through the reading of Scripture as well, and mm. that like constant communication of prayer. It's, 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 it was like a tied in thing. I don't know. Yeah, I just I loved that night. That was great. Yeah, it was good. Joe, 
Um, You've been reading really intensely over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was just trying to piece together. Like, so I do think like another th- another part of the prayer without ceasing is also like the not giving up on prayer. And I think when you when you uh, when you do put this verse in the context, he's writing to the Thessalonians who are being persecuted, and then you know right right above this, you know how they there's the headers. So I mean, right above this, he talks about the day of the Lord. It's so like the coming, and then right after that, he talks about Christian conduct. So the whole entire paragraph that he, where this is in is coming. I mean, all Thessalonians, is, he's like he hang in there. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. It's a hang in there. He was like, you guys are being persecuted, and then he gives his quick testimony. He goes, just like I was being persecuted, just like Jesus was being persecuted, and now you guys are being persecuted. He's like, yeah, hang in there, and and not not just hang in there, but pray all the time. like don't give up on the prayer, even if the situation may not be changing. Like, hang in there. It, mm-hmm. it will come through and that hang in there to me that I think he's talking about is um is the uh praying with chutzpah like just like yeah. just being persistent in your prayers because Jesus literally gives parables and a real life situation of where he rewards that and we talked you know that we did talk about before but um uh, in the same type of intercessory prayer with Moses correct right, that's right. What that, right. right. Yeah. yeah like begging God to spare the Israelites yeah Based on the character that you know who, like you know who he is. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the the prayers that because um, I, I I love that scripture so much because I first read it in Exodus. Not to cut you off. Sorry, I don't know if I did. You know, okay, I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll come back uh, to it. Sorry. <laughs> Not come back. Uh, but like, I'm excited when I'm talking about intercessory prayer because yeah. like when we looked at Moses, I never really evaluated before Exodus that God redirected. I'm not sure if he changed or whatever it is, but altered his course of action because of the intercessory prayer of Moses on behalf mm. of the people. So I know we can't make direct comparisons to like Moses and pastors today, but spiritual leaders, you know, I, I do believe the intercessory prayer for our spiritual leaders and Christian leaders today mm. does behave, um, the act of intercession behaves the same way um, today. Um, and the way that the nature of it, this breakdown is so, is so cool. Um, so it's the Moses' appeal had five characteristics. It was that the Israelites, um, you should spare them because the Israelites are God's own people, because God's reputation among the heathen. So his repu- So do this because your yes. own people, do this mm-hmm. for your reputation, which is what you just said. That That's is right. a big one. Do this because of your promises, do this because of your character, and do this because of your consistent mercy. Mm-hmm. And when he makes this appeal in... Um, numbers, um, and there's a, a cool parallel between the prayer of Moses uh, for the Israelites in Exodus 32, and then I think that's the the chapter, and then in um, Numbers, I think 14, um, the prayers like are almost identical, and they both are marked by those same characteristics, and then that's the same markers that are in Jesus's prayer in Gethsemane. Um, right. So like the markers are do this because. They're your people, your reputation, your promises, character, and mercy. Mm-hmm. So intercessory prayer isn't like um, you have, I don't know. You, I, it's not just, God, save everyone in my life right now or you're not God. Mm-hmm. You know, It's like, God, I need you to spare these people because, and then you have the, God, you are a good God and you promise that your mercies will endure forever. Mm-hmm. You are a good God and I know that you are good. And right now your goodness in my life should be the fact that my son comes back to the Lord. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the prayer should be um, fervent and not lazy. And it should be informed by the scriptures about the character of God. Right. And we find that not even necessarily, again, so this is, would be, we find that posture, I don't, I don't want to say like, not literal verbal words, but we find that posture 
all throughout the Bible. And it's just two examples where we talk, I think we talked about where it's like, well, Abraham, I don't, you don't read it in the Old Testament, but we find out in Hebrews, I think, that um, he believed that God was able to resurrect Isaac regardless. Mm. So he, so going through with the obedience, trusting that God can, no matter what the outcome, God can see it through. So that obedience, um, trusting on God's character. character. Um, same thing what we talked about um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like going into the, like knowing that God was going to save them, but even if he doesn't, we're still going to do it anyway. Mm. And, and doing it for what you're talking about, like sanctifying God's name. We talked about that before, um, but it's like doing it for God's reputation. And Moses does appeal to that where he's like, what is Egypt going to think if you yeah. just judge us? Like if you just judge us, because not like we, they did deserve judgment. You know, and he's like, but what is, what are the, what are the Egyptians going to think? If you just save us out of Egypt, then we just do this and they just kill us. You know, so it's like, he, he's like, do, he's like, do it for your name's sake. And that runs through all the way until that's why we pray in Jesus' name today. So it's like when we do something or, you know, or, or we pray and we, we pray in Jesus' name, it's because we're trying to do it for his, for his reputation and for his glory and we're trying to sanctify his name. Mm. Um, which back to our last episode is why they would want to, why persecution wants to attack that name specifically. And why every single healing in the New Testament happened. Exce yeah. In the name of Jesus from Nazareth. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So it's like, and that's a popular name. So not, not any Jesus, not any, not any, you know, not any Yeshua, but from the one from Nazareth. So it's like, don't get it twisted. Like we're sanctifying one person's name here. There's a lot of Joshua's all over. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah. So when we're, just to pause for a second. So when we're praying without ceasing, we've identified prayer as just communication with God, keeping your eyes on heavenly things. Mm -hmm. Is that how we're defining prayer right now so far? Yeah, and I think yeah, your communication is specified not having to be verbal, mm -hmm. but having to be – like, yeah, like your thought process, your, your, your posture, your alignment, your, your dependence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's every single situation you go into. Like, let's just say um, you're in a work situation, like you're at work, right? And you're just happen to be paired up with someone for a task you don't normally get paired up with. Instead of walking in being like, all right, I can't wait to get this awkward conversation going. Like, all right, God, you know, help, help me mm -hmm. like create a way yeah. to talk to this person. And Give me opportunity. Up. Give me opportunity. Me real you do, real like, quick. Yeah. And now every word you're saying is on a heavenly thing. Yeah. Because you're thinking about what you literally just prayed about and what, yeah. you, what, you, what you just aligned yourself yeah. with. Yeah. And everything that they're saying is a window mm -hmm. for you to then insert the gospel into. You know, And so you're looking at their words mm -hmm. as eternal, like every chance. Yeah, you get and, into. And, and it could be a posture as far as like you're praying like God give – let me give them the same grace that you give me type thing. You know, mm -hmm. where it's like cause any little thing they do could, could annoy me if I don't like this person or whatever. But it's like, I mean – what are we to got, you know? So it's like, mm -hmm. so to have that same grace and like give them the benefit of the doubt that we talked about. And I have a really hard time with this in, in education. Uh, oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I, I, but it, I, it I just did it too tough when I was like, some, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, just because by like, you know, certain periods you kind of write off as like, man, this is a group of like annoying, yeah. you know, or they're really tough to, to get a lesson done with. Like my lens is just usually like either survival or right, yeah. how can I get this piece of information into their brains? Not like how can my character then convey the love of, Christ, you know, mm -hmm. and the more, the more in, um, my line of work, I'm, I'm known, um, as the believer in the building with, 
you know, being in charge of FCA and stuff, um, the more I have to be conscious of that because everything is weighted more, right. you know? So, yeah, so just go, like, if I were to every conversation I had with anyone, I just, not not just, like, shooting the gospel in their face, but, like, um, just having heavenly, eternal-minded conversations, um, that would change the way I think and behave, which is what you saw with the Thessalonians, hang in there. Yeah, which, yeah, which I do want to get Here's back to. But, yeah, but, but what you're talking about is, like, if you, if, okay, so, like, if you thought, what's a, what's a more immediate way we could, th- like, If you, th- I mean, we're literally supposed to be ambassadors, right? So it's like if, I'm trying to come up with an analogy on the fly, but like um, a true Im- ambassador for a for a nation or an emissary is how like a messianic Bible would describe disciples and apostles as like emissary. Like a, a true like ambassador to a country knows that when they go to another country, every single thing that they do is magnified, is magnified, and it represents the country that they come from. And on a very lesser level, that's what you get taught in the Peace Corps, where it's like no matter what you – like you're going to be dealing with people who may not ever meet an American again. So whatever you do, they are going to say that's what Americans do. Yeah, you are the American. You are the – they will forever judge America based off of what you're doing. So you got to – you know, you try to remember that. Um, and that's literally what it should – that's that's what it should be here, where it's like if, if you thought you were part of this kingdom – and God has called you to it, then you would. I mean, I'm speaking yeah. to myself too. Like you would leave your house thinking, like, "You're I'm not living for. I'm living for the kingdom, and to sanctify Jesus's name. Yeah. And if people, if people know that I'm a Christian, what you know, but hopefully they should. Then every single thing that I do, they're going to associate with Jesus. And we talked about like this is you know, the church as a whole gets wrong because um, at the end of the day we're made up of sinners but um and, and that's sorry go ahead. no i'm saying that's back to the idea of being a royal priesthood and being the temple that mm-hmm. you are <clears throat> not you are jesus christ nor like we've talked about like you do still need to share the gospel with people but you are sometimes the avenue that god uses and the example god uses to bring the gospel to somebody right so being that royal priesthood or, or being that temple for right. the sanctuary is is important and, right. and it Pastor, somebody around has, has talked about it. it's like you're you're in the fishbowl. I think is that yeah yeah like the it's idea just, of like yeah you're all eyes are on you, especially right. like you said if people know that you're a Christian, right? Which they should right. And Peter, like Peter, literally taking that line out of Exodus, and you know he's writing to the diaspora, but like him, like diaspora, however, um, writing they they would understood that like they knew what that meant that priests were the connection mm-hmm. between God and man, like now that is them now. And it's like, so you know what, that, so it's like saying a concept or when Paul writes to the Philippians, and the, though this was very specific to Philippi, but it, it like your citizenship is in heaven. Like, so it's like you are a citizen. This is the country that you're representing now. Mm-hmm. And like. That, and what you should feel is the weight of that, but not the guilt when you mess up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I, as, as if I were here, if I were a new believer and like I, I hear this, it's like, oh my gosh, that standard is, yeah, the standard is that high. Mm. You know, you are an ambassador, mm-hmm. but you also have grace. And yeah. sometimes you asking for grace in the process of that sanctification while you are an ambassador is a testimony in and of itself. Right. Um, so you are going to miss opportunities and you are going to let 
and be a bad ambassador many times, probably yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should feel the weight of that. But also at the end, of the, uh, also to to take some of that weight off is that like you're not the person who saves anybody. Of course, you might be the vessel. You might be one small part of someone's three year calling, like the spirit mm-hmm. calling them. But like no one comes to the Father unless the spirit calls them anyway. So it's like it, the responsibility is yours to emulate Christ. But that is where it ends. You don't do the saving. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where so it should put the weight on, but then take it back off. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, looking at Matt Chandler's phrasing with um, vertical and horizontal posturing. Yeah. Right. It's like the, there's the immediate purification, the sanctification before God, the posture, and then there's the sanctification that's horizontal on Earth, mm-hmm. that's permanent, and people really only see the horizontal. Right. So we're the, when we're talking about being ambassadors, like we're already ambassadors of the kingdom just because God has given us that title. Uh, he's given us the royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. Right. And then as we then learn about what that looks like in our daily lives, that's where that becomes like the emblem to the world. This that's how we become salt and light. You know? Yeah. We're just talking about basic Christian Christianity yeah, right yeah. now. I'm I'm thinking of the horizontal vertical thing. Like uh, I can't figure out if I really like that or, or if I, does this hurt or help the like it, to me it's like a is he saying they're separate and distinct? <laughs> Are you saying they're separate and distinct, or is he saying they're kind of like one and the same? So it's separating salvation and sanctification. Oh, oh, uh, okay. So it's you don't horizontal. It's like you're not earning a thing. Gotcha. Okay, I thought you were talking about like I thought you were talking about like um, our com- our commandments to like represent Christ and to make disciples. No, no, yeah. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. it's just like you're immediately, permanently, righteously justified before God, covered God, by God, the blood okay, of the Lamb, okay. and then. It's, I think it just it just separates the whole works based faith. It's separate. Right. It's like a nice way gotcha, to phrase okay. that. Um, yeah. So it's. A, I mean, there's like 15 ways you could phrase that same thing yeah. horizontal, and then there's like the bubbles. Remember that book that I never. I did eventually find the name of it. I think you posted it on our website, but the James Chong. Um, oh yes, yes, yeah. The book. Yeah, yeah. It has a good way of phrasing that too. With the four, uh, if anybody wants to read that book, it's very good. Okay. It's a good way to phrase the gospel. So we have intercessory prayer. Um, we hit on that. We have the constant communication. It, it does help quell anxiety. The absence of it causes it. Um, keeping your eyes on heavenly things, depending um, and continuing. And then Joe, you hit on a good point, which I had here too, about not giving up. And the way that Paul, uh, John Piper phrases it is not holding your spiritual breath too long. Um, so when you stop praying, it's like your posture slips, and then it's like a slippery slope where you're reading everything about your uh, your relationship with God just gets a little bit worse the less you the less you talk to Him, and um, as soon as you let that spiritual breath out, you know, and give back to God what's His, which is your breath through prayer, then you um, get back in right standing. So when you talk about pray without ceasing, it's just keeping your mind on eternal things and communicating with your heavenly Father. So. No, you don't need to say it out loud, and no, um, it doesn't mean that you have to constantly be actively thinking about prayers either. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to actively be as you're walking around, you know, be thinking about the Romans, the Thessalonians, you know, people from Atco, Hamilton, Folsom, you know. Um, but being eternally minded. Done. I was gonna say, but I think that does definitely like bleed into like as you are praying, like throughout your day. Like you said, you might not be praying for, praying for the Romans and Thessalonians, but you are constantly. I think you mentioned it with the uh, 
the conversation at work. Like mm. you're constantly looking for those opportunities. Yeah. Mm. And it, it, that is what's changing. Not the fact that. Uh, I'm just thinking you don't even have to mentally verbalize them. Yeah. It's brain. not like, Oh God, let, is there a situation here or, or should I be talking? It's like, you're recognizing it like that. You yeah. can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Sense you don't walk down a hall and be like, save them, save them, save them, save yeah, them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's just like, God, let me be a light. Just walk down, you know, just be, <laughs> just be the ambassador, you know, in any way you can. Um, all right, Joe, what's the secret doc? Oh, well, before we went to that, I, I had this, uh, so do you think, what do you think about this? Like, so no, I'm going to read this, I'm going to read this, uh, verse that we're going through, but in, with like four or five verses before in the context. Um, so he just talks about like the day of the Lord coming and he says, but we ask you brothers and sisters to recognize though, recognize those who diligently labor among you and are in leadership over you in the Lord and give you instruction and that you regard them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one re- repays another with, see that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek what is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not utterly reject prophecies, but examine everything. Hold firmly to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So again, that that comes right after the day of the Lord, um, and their persecution. But I, as I was looking up today, um, verses where Jesus like commends people with uh, chutzpah, I, I I was reading this passage here, and it, it it has like every part of the same element in it. Um, Wait, chutzpah just for people who didn't hear the other episode. Um, passionate, passionate, persistent, continual talking to God. Com- boldly and confidently because you know who his character is and you can trust that and remind him of his character. Not that it means reminding, but like Moses did. Yeah, I, th- I think of an Italian mom making you eat what she cooked. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so in Luke 18, 1 to 8, this is the persistent widow. Um, and so Jesus is talking about this. Uh, well, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So right there, it's like prayer without ceasing. The man always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So it had every like every bit of the same thing of, of talking about like the prayer without ceasing and um, the coming the when the Son of Man comes, the coming of the day of the Lord, mm. and then um, avenging who was being bothered. Uh, so um, I was like, "Whoa!" I don't even know. I would have never noticed that until I all the dots connected in d- one verse. Just until I, yeah, just until I looked it up. Like, oh, like, where else is there like chutzpah? Because I feel like it's kind of kind of partly what Paul's talking about, where it's like, don't give up on prayer. Like, it, just because your situation may not be changing, like keep taking it to God and like, keep taking mm. it to God. And I was looking that up. I was like, "Whoa! This is almost exactly. This is like the same exact thing. This is the parable was happening in the, in the life of the Thessalonians." Yeah. Um, 
That is interesting. Like it's a lot of I, I noticed that when we went through John, and now I see it when I see other parables that Jesus yeah. gave, is when he gives parables. There's often, almost always, examples of those parables in scripture already. Yes, mm-hmm. and like I, acted out by yeah. real life people. And huh, my light just went really asleep. Um, wow. Yeah, that was a cool noise. Noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have knocked it, but no, I yeah. could. Um, <laughs> yeah, I noticed this too. Um, with when we were doing the um, Dust of Right by Jesus book, one example that they give is um, Jesus gives a parable, but then that like that parable is acted out in reality in history, um, in like uh, first first Kings, and then I started noticing like in First Kings and like and Chronicles that like a lot of the parables have parallels in like First Kings and like the the kings rising and falling, but then like the, you know what's happening between North and or Northern Israel and then. Um, southern uh judah and like anyway long story short but like yeah it, it seems like he was ta- he was like talking about something like that might have already known like in their history about like mm. making references to it, but yeah that's cool so more, more like localized than yeah well more, and yeah more like uh well i mean not even but just like uh cult, like knowing pop yeah because they didn't have their pop culture was their was it like bible Spears, like yes yeah. yeah, like, so like no to, like speaking on behalf of the culture that they would have like would have known they basically just remember this Right, like, like if I started if I started telling you a story right now, but I was giving you like the storyline of like Goodwill Hunting or something like that, you'd be like, "This sounds awfully familiar." You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've heard this before somewhere. It's like so kind of like that, like where it's just like this. This sounds like when uh, I don't know, um, I was Rehoboam, you know, did something with the you know, yeah, yeah. And just like hmm. yeah. So that whole was it the Frank Turek thing trying to tie in like Marvel movies with the gospel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, which I don't, I don't, I, again, I took a break on Marvel movies for like. Wait, a didn't Marvel year. take a break? No, they just no? came out like four. Yeah, I, think, I, think there's, I think there's something like every other it's month like or something. Phase, it's like phase. Are they nine, in theaters nine. then? Nine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Ant Man just was, and that came out, and then. Um, I mean, like, the, uh, okay, the last one that I know, like a bigger one, is uh, was the second Black Panther. But other than that, what else? I mean, there's a new one. I can't think. There's Ant Man. Oh, then uh, the new Guardians just came out. Oh, Guardians, Guardians oh, of the okay, Galaxy. Guess, like yeah. it's like every yeah. two or three months, like you said, they have a rotation. Huh. And so anyway, I because um, the free one came on the app, so I watched uh, the Ant Man. So, man, I'm, I need to stop. Like I, I, it wasn't it wasn't like good. I <laughs> no. don't know. I'm sorry if you I feel like the lesser movie. quality. Yeah, when you keep bringing them out like that, it's like lesser yeah. quality. And it was just I don't know. I don't. It's, it sounds stupid watching a superhero movie. Want something in reality, but like I do want it on Earth. Like. Like I do want it to be in like somewhat. I don't need. I feel like I'm getting too sci-fi when I'm when I'm even with Thor when he's in like Ragnarok and he's in this yeah, like yeah. in the sky on the Rainbow Road. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Like, go knock the Statue of Liberty over again. That's what I wanted to. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah. So that was I didn't think it was very good. But Paul Rudd, good looking dude. Oh, <laughs> who's a he? Ant Man. Yeah. Yes. He has not yeah. aged a second since he was Phoebe's boyfriend and friends. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that's where he was or no? Yeah, I'm trying to, was that his like first appearance or something? And, and in one of the original uh, Roman, one of the not original in the 1996 version of Roman and Juliet, he plays Paris, the guy opposite of Leonardo DiCaprio competing with Juliet, and he does a nice job. Anyway, the Bible. Yeah. Um, are you ready for this? I don't know. Are you nervous about it? You keep like Cole is. Well, no, it's just one of those things. I have I have questions. 
Uh, he don't know about it. I don't. I literally I know, know nothing. I've he has been, anxiety. <laughs> I'm trying to look at eternal things right now. Like it's gonna be okay, Adam. I don't. I don't know if it's anxiety. It's just he said it's something I couldn't look at, and he had something. So now I've been thinking about it all day. So so it's something. So for it's, it's for the interest. I don't know no, if it's anxiety. For the sake of it's there's questions. Okay. But for the sake of making it authentic on air. Correct. Got yeah. Gotcha. Um, you guys can't see it now. You guys are probably going to be exceptions to this, so it, it will. But you'll see where I'm going with it anyway. Remember when we talked to? Remember we, I was talking to you about the, the other day about the Mandela effect. Yes. In scripture. So I in came, scripture. Yes. Okay. So all right, do you know you know what the Mandela is? Yeah, like yeah. this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like when. Explain it for the listeners. Well, God, how do you explain it? There's like, so, yeah, when, so it's like when there's a common group think over a error. Go ahead. Here, I'll give a very common one. Uh, Luke, I am your father. It's. Uh, What's the actual phrase? Now I, I just lost it. Luke, uh, I am your, whatever. Uh, we get it. Yeah, but uh, he says something else. But everybody thinks it was Luke. I am your oh, father. Oh, I thought it was. Until oh, no, I, that's what it is. He says no. I am your father, and oh. everybody thinks that he just says Luke. I am your father. Gotcha. It's like one of those things that just it's common, it on in it, yeah. and everybody thinks that's what he said. But right. or yeah. the the Bernstein Bears when it's the Bernstein Bears or something. Right. Uh, okay. All those things. So this has always been. Uh, I did like a small like just research on it. Like this has always been kind of a phenomenon. It's a group think, right? Right. <laughs> um, but this term got popularized when there was a girl who like swore. This is why this is why it's called this. She swore that and and her friend like everybody she asked, they swore that Nelson Mandela died in prison mm-hmm. in South Africa in the eighties, and he ended up becoming like president and stuff like that. But they could have sworn he died with the apartheid, and like okay. when he was like, so um, that's where it gets the title. But they were like, "Why do we? Why have we all heard this? And it's not actually the truth." So these things do happen in scripture, um, and this is just a fun way to just like, oh no, make, are, you, are you testing me with like? No, no, this, no, 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 no. They're, they're not. They're, none of these are. None of these are that. So well, actually, some of these that might be. None of these are that crazy. You'll, you'll probably get these, but a lot of, but most people when they pull them, they all get them wrong. That's the point of this. Okay. So basically, the essence of this is just like make sure you know your scripture and not what you hear about scripture. I, I was just talking you. to somebody not that long ago, and they were talking about like, um, like when it comes any like what any like systematic any theology. They're like, yeah, I know people that can only say what they've heard other people say. Yeah. But if you were to ask them, like, oh, well, where does it say that in the Bible? Like they could not point you to yeah. it, but hmm. they know that this is supposed to happen and that's supposed to happen, but they have no idea where it says it or or the context or anything like that. So um, that also got me thinking about about this, and I was like, hmm, that's that's interesting. Like that is true though. People just yeah, I'm I'm guilty of it. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. just regurgitate what they hear as gospel before like going back and looking it up and being the brains or whatever. All right, this is just a. Um, I think I should be with you, and you ask Cole. I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. no I was right? say, how's this going to work with two people? No, no, just, We're going to affect ask, each other. No, I'm going to ask both you guys, and just you th- tell me what you think the answer is. Sean Albert, say it out loud, too. And there's, dif- there's, different, there's different kinds of questions. Okay, so okay. like this one's fill in the blank. Exodus 34, 14. For you shall not work... Don't type it in. For you shall not worship any other god, because the Lord, whose name is blank, is a jealous god. I'll read it again. For you shall not worship any other god, because the Lord, whose name is blank, is a jealous god. Fill in the blanks. His name is Yahweh. Okay, Adam's answer is Yahweh. 
Just because he went with Yahweh, I don't want to now. Okay. Gaming this too much. I'll, I'll just also say Yahweh. I can't think of the yeah. name. The answer is jealous. Ah, okay. So, because the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Is this Mandela effect, or I'm just because I I don't know that scripture enough to like. No, some of the, so there's just, just fill in the blanks that I don't know. No, no, some of, <laughs> no, some of these are very obvious. Some of these are obvious. Um, okay, Matthew eighteen twenty. For where two or blank have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Two or more? Yeah, that's what I want to say. It's two or more. Yeah, it's three. Two or three are gathered. Where two or three are gathered in my name. Okay. There's a Mandela effect right there. there. That's definitely one. Um, the blank will blank with the lamb. <laughs> Again, I, I know <laughs> the lion will lay with the lamb, but I, okay. I want to say that's wrong. I was going to say the same thing. Okay. It is the wolf will dwell with the lamb. The wolf. Okay. That's another Mandela one. Everyone thinks it's the lion will lay with the lamb. Okay. Um, what is the number of – this one's, this one's kind of not fair. But actually, it matters. What is the number of the mark of the beast? The number? Yeah. In, in Hebrew? No, just the number. 666. Okay. Yeah, 666. Okay. Is it 616? No, 666. Yeah. No. Which, if you're using your numbers as letters, that makes a big difference mm-hmm. of what the uh, outcome would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. Um, how many wise men visited Jesus at his birth? A multitude doesn't actually say three. Okay. It doesn't say three. I don't know how many. Like, I don't yeah. know what the phrasing is, but never specified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one I, I I did know. So that's what. So this is kind of where you show like pop culture, like they just always just three. Yeah. And then some people just that's gospel now. It's just three. <laughs> um, who cut Samson's hair? I want to say Delilah. That's probably not right. No, it was the the guards that came in afterwards. Didn't she? Did did she set it up? And while he was sleeping, she hired a servant. She hired a servant. Yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah. was. I, I was like, somebody came in. I couldn't. Okay, list. Just do your best here. List the books that mention the Antichrist. Mm. Revelation. Yeah, Revelation. I don't think so. The Antichrist or type of the 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 Antichrist. It just says the then none. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the answer you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cole's defecating in the corner. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Smearing himself. I don't know. I feel like it's in, in some of the Gospels, but... You at least okay. keep your pants on while you He's going to go with none, I, I, at least in Revelation. I'm trying to think of something else. First and second John. Okay. Not in Revelation. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're condescending right now. Yeah, it does. It no, does feel just, like it's that. Just proven, it's just, no, it's just not... I'm not condescending. No, you could switch it. And yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. There's probably a million of these that yeah. I would get all wrong, too. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I just wrote down like 10 or whatever. Um, who, What was the man's profession who got his ear cut off by Peter? He was a servant of the high priest. The centurion soldier. Okay. So that's actually correct. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people think. Yeah. A Roman soldier. Uh, but he's the high priest slave. Mm-hmm. Malchus. Malchus, yeah. Um, this is a big one. 
How many days was Noah and his family on the ark? On the ark? <laughs> I can't do the math. <laughs> so it would be 40 plus, plus when the they started other, sending yeah. the dove out, right? The raven? It was. Uh, uh, it's like yes and no. That's part of it, yeah. Okay. So it's like 60 some days? 370. Okay. Yeah. Because that was the amount of time it rained, but not the amount of time the that they were on it. The amount of time it rained was 40 days 40 and 40 days. nights. Yeah. Um, That's a, I, didn't, I never thought about it being that many, though. Yeah. Not just 40. Right. Because 40 is already a lot. you got to think like. Yeah. Yeah, they just took down their Christmas lights. <laughs> and they have to put them up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, there was just there was just some. Then there's other things that just aren't. I'll just read these that things that no, aren't so, in the Bible. That what? Oh, I was gonna say I still would want to know. I still want to guess. Well, I, there's no there's not. Oh, okay, there's, there's no way to a, guess. Um, things that people say are in the Bible, but they're not. Like God never gives you more than you can handle. When God closes the door, He opens a window. God helps those who helps themselves. Spare the rod, spoil the child. I was just looking up things. The the window one, I was honestly because we just mentioned no. That's the only thing I could think of when He closes the door, He opens the window, but like. And though the sentiments, though, aren't unbiblical from those things. They're just not direct quotations. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of proverbs about men don't eat when they don't work. So men... Yeah. I mean, that's where they get that from. Right. They're like wisdom taken from wisdom. Right, right. It's just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But not direct scripture. But just not in the scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, similar to like what, uh, ask him into your heart like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a big one. Yeah. Just accept Jesus into your heart. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> accept this little man five, into five, your heart. Guy in my heart. Well, yeah. <laughs> one day Addison's going to come home and be like, actually like be like, dad, I believe in Christ. I'm like, what did you say when you said it? <laughs> did you accept him in your heart or is there something real? Go back. <laughs> you don't know him yet. So. I don't know I, if that was just fun. It was just going to be in my brain. No, it was good. No, <laughs> I, I, I think like just, just like the ask him into your heart. Like, how does that? Happen? No, it's uh, accept in your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Wait, what? Say that again. Accept with your, uh, profess with your mouth. Oh, in your oh you said Jesus accept Christ with your. Lord. Yeah, you know what I meant. I said it fast on purpose. No, I know. So, so you understand where it comes from. It's that part. Believe in your heart. Yes. So in well, your I'm heart with the, the other ones, like how does that just like. I, well, I think it happens is like um, it's just so ingrained in the certain culture, like um, like the Renaissance, and there's make a, a painting of like a lion and a lamb, mm-hmm. and then it just gets in pop culture, and people yeah. say it, and then next thing you know, that's just gospel, and you know, it's just, mm-hmm. and then you read it in Isaiah, you're like, oh wait, wolf, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it changes everything. And then the the worst ones that are the ones that are just like counter gospel, like prosperity gospel, like mm-hmm. prosperity gospel is. Kind of like Mandela effect in most churches. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like you pray for. They say you yeah. pray for wealth, it'll come, and that's like never. Kind of manipulate the word blessing, and like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. if you do this, you'll be blessed, and like yeah, or the whole like God will uh, won't give you more than you can handle. Like that yeah, that that's idea. loosely based off something Paul says in like First Corinthians. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's yeah. Okay. We did we did a thing on that. Yeah, about being content. Hmm. I'm saying that's. People think like they're super superhero when they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. think they're Ant Man. I can lift this bridge. That's a weird thing to think, but 
Yeah, do people think that? I, I don't know. I thought it. I just thought it. <laughs> no, you drove into one. That's different. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. You can take that out. <laughs> oh, man. Three years. <laughs> oh, no, five, five, five years Wait, ago. Wait, one that, That yeah. family of five. R.I.P. <laughs> come on. <laughs> As yeah. soon as you said I thought I could lift one, I was right. like, <laughs> you tried to deliver one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, soon? Oh, no. no, that's fine. Yeah, I, nobody met. Okay, we're going to talk about it. Nobody mentioned it after it happened to I know. me. And then it was like casually mentioned like three months later. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember that being big. We were just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and you were saying, it's not a big That feels like a big one. <laughs> it, it definitely was in the moment. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting a phone call. I was in Italy when it happened. I remember getting the phone call. Were you? Yeah. Um, Did you take the, to- the whole top off? Nah. Nah, it just it, like it tore. Like, okay. And was, it was still attached. Don't downplay it. What happened, dude? Uh, I wasn't supposed to be driving a truck, and I drove a truck underneath a bridge that was too short for the truck I was driving. Did not realize it. Well, I mean, I knew you're supposed to check the height, but I figured I was allowed to drive under that one. It didn't seem that low. I mean, that bridge has no business even being that short. No, it doesn't. What goes they over that bridge? Like, I've never seen anything go across it. What? Do you know where it's at? The one, the one by Donio talking? No. No. Oh. Not that one. That one's been hit <laughs> by... <laughs> in Philly. No, that one's that been one hit by everything. Time, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in Philly, yeah. That one over near Donio trucking, isn't that a train? The train goes over it. I've never seen it, though. I've lived here my whole life. I've never seen a train. But no, it's similar to the one in Philly. It's like, it looks like there's tracks over it, but it doesn't look like trains ever go over it. Yeah, there's like vines and stuff growing over the yeah. tracks. Like, I don't think it's that awful. Oh, wait, did you hit the L? What? The, the what's that even? The elevator train? The elevator train. The, 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 the L. It in doesn't Philly? go side to side. It goes up and down. Like an elevator. L? No, the trains <laughs> are like elevated throughout the city. No, 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 not that. Oh. It was it was like in, in, in the back... Uh, like, like a back town, street. like back in like a neighborhood, and it was like a, tra- a train track going through, and it was in a, like a, gotcha. a bridge. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah, West Philadelphia. Yeah, right. yeah. So it was a traumatic experience, and uh, I still will never drive be. a truck. I get really panicky when I go in a parking garage, just even when I have like a mm-hmm. normal size truck, and like the little thing hangs, and like it says yeah. it's like six foot. Nine. I don't know how tall my truck is. I no, measure yeah, it's something it when I'm think truck. about. But no, I learned in trucks, like, they have it on the rear view mirror. Like, you can see how tall your truck is. It's, it's written on, like... What's the worst is when the, not every bridge has the height. Yes. And that was the thing. Really? I tried mm-hmm. to argue that I couldn't see the, the bridge thing, but it's clearly posted. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely should. You finally, like, took that sign down when you hit it. Oh, yeah. man. No, so, but still, speaking of, like, getting actually, like, for years afterwards, I didn't, like, driving under normal bridges, like, going on the highway, I would still panic. I'm like, I'm in a Honda Civic. There's no... <laughs> there's no... Like, <laughs> I still freak out. You or, could go under a truck and now, now, you know, like when we were driving for work, like every time you you drive, I would get so panicky. Getting oh, close I know. To one. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if this you. is folklore or if this actually happened, but I remember hearing about um, a guy who beheaded some giraffes. Wait, what? Like he was transporting them to like a zoo? <laughs> oh no, that's not folklore. That is. Uh, is that a movie? Tra- or no, it's a stand-up comedian. Oh, is yeah. it? Is it? It's um, I think it's Jeff Foxworthy. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I have to, I'm going to Google it. So it's probably not true, but... So the only thing that made it made me feel better is years later, I, I was at, like, another rental truck place. Uh, I was not going to be driving. Somebody else was. But they have, like, a video loop going of, like, yeah. all the trucks that do it. And it's like, yeah, okay. I see it all the time. It's Every like, time right. I think it's hard not to think of you. It's yeah. all right. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's at least somewhat normal. Is it a real thing? Yeah. In New York Post. That's a real thing, right? It's not one of those fake ones, like the Onion. The New York oh, Post? Oh, no. It is real. Two of them. <gasps> 
they die due to head trauma from an, yeah. over, from an overpass. So not decapitated, just of all, like... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at the picture. <laughs> what does it look like to see a, a giraffe... Do you want to see the picture? ...being transported on a truck? Literally what I thought it would look <laughs> yes, like. Literally just... Every Noah's Ark kindergarten picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about the same size as the whole Ark Imagine being the, them drawing. Imagine being them giraffes. You're just going to ride five down the highway. It's a ride of your life before. <laughs> it's, it's like sticking your head out the window. <laughs> CTE extreme. Jeez. Oh Man. my god! Wait a minute. <laughs> That's just insane. You have 18 foot dress. You didn't think a bridge. You didn't think you were going to have to like. <laughs> how did they not think that through? He's transporting a bronchiosaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't posted on the drafts. It wasn't posted how tall they were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they're like Would almost you, 20 feet tall. Do you think they were going to duck? <laughs> you just bang, you just bang on them. <laughs> that's so like, oh, that's close one. That's on them though. If they can, to be honest, <laughs> unless they were facing backwards. What's that macro revolution at its best? Survival of the fittest. <laughs> all the all the ducking giraffes. That's a trait that's gonna be passed on to the yeah. next generation. All the yeah. All right, for, for Cole was enjoying this, so something that I skipped because I, yeah. I didn't want to make it seem like I was implying something. No, no, I like it. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> no, but that's just I love being. I, I love feeling small. No, 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 that's no, just blank. generally that's just because like I'm. I love trivia. trivia. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And even if I'm like wrong on every single answer, I love now learning those things. And yeah. it's like, okay, now I know. Mm. What are you looking at? Um, <laughs> you don't want to know. Did you see Keep a going. mouse? No. What well, okay. I do want to know. No, you can't. I can't tell you. Okay. 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 Revelation thirteen eighteen. 18. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of a man. I, I wasn't paying attention. Wait, wait, wait. Show again. Wait for... Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of God. Of the beast? I don't know. Of a man. Of a man. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, op- the first time. Yeah. What's that? Okay. I was I'm like, trying to I think of the opposite too... of whatever I would think. Now I'm like second guessing myself. I said it too confidently. I'm like, ah, oh, that can't be it. Yeah. All right. Is that it? No, it's more about another. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a crazy thing. Just twiddle my thumbs over here. Mandela effect. Yeah. How much of our life is actually like our thoughts about the Bible actually rooted in truth, and how much aren't? Yeah, even that's though, the, the ultimate question. Back to that, the draft thing. Like, well, not the decapitation part of it, but like the fact that like Noah's Ark was actually like humongous, like and yeah, like, more like a like a boxy. Sh- it was like it was like huge raft, not raft. That's a bad way to look at it too. But it wasn't like this little. U-shaped, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I think about my, my like nephew, there's like a, a song or whatever, and it's got Noah in the Ark, and I, every time I think about that, I'm like, that's not what it looked like. Yeah. What are we teaching him? Yeah. Yeah, the guy who has the Ark in Arkansas, is that where it is? Out west? Yeah. yeah that, would fit, that would fit Arkansas. He came to our oh, church, and, like and he like had a mini version of it. And oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it was in the building right now, yeah. and he brought like a min- miniature version of it and uh, explained like how all the animals could have fit, and he explained how like there was like, 10% of it wasn't even used, like how, how much with all the species that were alive then. Like, because there's a the common misconception that people look at that, be like, that's ridiculous. How could you fit all the animals? And he's just like, actually, there'd be actually a lot of space left over. And when he explains the cubits and he mm-hmm. has the whole thing lined up, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Because he didn't have every breed of dog. You know, that's what people right. are. Right. It's just like two wolves. Yeah. And then over time. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we've bred animals and like have different species now than we did. Hundred years ago, yeah, he didn't have happen. a golden doodle on there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> you oh, imagine Bennett being there? No, it's like, did we have to save this one? Yeah, yeah. Ben, Ben would be like in with the wrong animals, thinking he's like the other animal. Yeah, he'd be curled up. 
Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, so, like, not for the, the listeners, I think it's under control, but we did found a mouse in our house. And, like, at first, I was thinking, you know that, huh? Did you give him a cookie? Sorry, that's a book. You okay? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a children's book. Like, if you give a mouse a cookie. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, usually it's like, when there's one, there's a ton. And apparently there was just one this time when the guy came and looked. Um, but... Um, I was like that word that Wait, my what dog. Mean he came and looked. He came and like inspected for like any sign of rodents anywhere. He's, he's like, like a, he's like a mouse forensic guy. He's an ex- uh, exterminator. I didn't know it was that involved. I thought they just sprayed. I just thought they just sprayed. Yeah, I mean they had to come. They find they try to find nests and they try to find like droppings and then they look for like patterns and stuff and then they spray around those wow, things. Wow, they're like yeah, it's a crime scene investigator. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. Um, he uh, anyway, but the whole point was that Bennett didn't know that. Uh, like uh, my first thought was like, man, my dog is so bad; <laughs> he has no idea that the whole house is full of rodents. You know, like, <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> um, I just thought he'd be at I least mean, aware. You know, yeah, or like getting up and like sniffing. Yeah, supposed least. to be able to smell something. Yeah, because yeah. um, when there's like a rabbit nest outside, he knows exactly. What, he goes right to yeah. it and like flips him up in the air and stuff. But like, he, we're in a house and doesn't even recognize. But he got a pass on this one. There's only one. There's only one. Maybe we'll see. Apparently, if their nest is like in somebody else's house, sometimes they stray. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That's what the guy said. So hmm. there's a there's a sermon in there. There's a sermon. <laughs> there's so much. All right, guys, pray without ceasing. Thank you so much for tuning into the Encounter podcast and being part of the Encounter community. We treat this podcast as a ministry. We pray for it. We pray for our listeners and we pray that the guests and the information and the gospel that we share on this channel and this media platform are always and only glorifying to Christ and Christ alone. And while we do that, guys, our podcast sometimes spans one to three hours. So if you hear anything that you disagree with while we are speaking, which is highly likely, be Berean Christians, you have a few options. The first one would be to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The second one would be to know that your and our authority should be and always be the scripture. So before you take anything at our word, please open the pages of your Bible, read them and find out what absolute truth looks like. Find it. And then the next step would be to reach out to us. And we would love to learn from our listeners um, as you are listening through a one-way communication to about our podcast. So please reach out to us with questions, concerns. We want to be held accountable. We want to have conversations. We want to see actual growth. But first, take a deep breath. Second, open your Bible. And three, give us a shout out. Have a blessed week.